Welcome to the ARC Experience, featuring the stories of self-advocates with disabilities and their families from around Wisconsin. Be inspired. Take action. And now for today's episode. joining the ARC Experience podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Pugh of the ARC Wisconsin, and today we're, we are taking a little bit of time to talk about money, saving money, planning for the future, tools that can help you do that, and places to look for help. And our guest is John Shaw, who I hope this doesn't insult you, John, but he has practically a lifetime of experience supporting people with disabilities and their families in Wisconsin. He is currently the Retained Fund Grant Coordinator at WISPACT, which is a nonprofit organization that administers special needs trusts for people with disabilities and manages trusts for more than 3,000 people in Wisconsin. John's going to tell us a little bit about WISPACT today and how the organization and the grant fund that he coordinates can be helpful tools for people with disabilities and families and really provide some security for the future. So thanks for joining us, John. Absolutely. And, and Lisa, this year it's 40 years. 40 years. Oh, wow. That See, you have a lot of experience. So I'm so glad you're on the podcast. Yes. So John, you know, this is a really important topic. Obviously, I get lots of calls about where people can save their money and it, it's so complicated, but I know that WISPACT is a really great organization and resource for people, but not a lot of people know about it. So why don't you just tell us what is WISPACT? Okay, well, WISPACT is uh, uh, what we call a pooled supplemental needs trust organization. In other words, what we do is individuals will set up uh, trust subaccounts and put them into WISPACT, okay? And a lot of the reason that people do this is that if they have um, extra money that will prevent them from being eligible for Medicaid, they can shield that money and uh, retain their eligibility by, by um, establishing a supplemental needs trust. But on the other hand, um, if you're establishing a supplemental needs trust, uh, um, if you're trying to do a standalone, which is something that you alone have, most organizations are gonna wanna have 100,000, 105,000, $110,000. And a lot of people don't have that kind of money. Um, with WISPAC, uh, uh, what you need to establish a standalone trust is $750. And so that does allow, say for instance, if you have uh, $3,000 in your, your savings account and you're like, oh my God, um, I'm $1,000 over my asset limit. I'm gonna lose my Medicaid. Well, you can then go ahead and establish a supplemental needs trust through WISPAC put the money in to WISPAC so that you have the use of it and not have to just spend it just to spend it. So um, how, so how, how do I access that money? Like, how does that help me? When can I use that money? Well, with WISPAC, uh, 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 we have beneficiary specialists that work with you, okay? And uh, they will try and assist you in, in helping you to access the funds to purchase things for you and only for you. And that's a, a huge thing. Uh, money that is put into a trust uh, in, in WISPAC 
is money that is uh, for the sole benefit of the beneficiary. And sometimes we get into a little bit of a problem with some people because, you know, oh, I want to buy Christmas presents for my, my brother or sister. Uh, you cannot use the money to purchase things for somebody else. It has to be for your sole benefit. So what a beneficiary specialist will do is they'll work with you to try and figure out, okay, I've got this other bill that I can pay, that I can use my WISPAC trust to pay. And then I have more money of my own that I can use to pay for to purchase a, a gift from uh, for somebody. Sure, uh, that makes a lot of sense. John, when should somebody really start thinking about or learning more about WISPACT? Um, like for instance, either a family with a young child with a disability or uh, maybe maybe an older parent who is worried about what happens when I'm not no longer here or, you know, I, there's so many different scenarios, but when when's the right time? Well, I think it's important to think about this, you know, as soon as, as possible, to be quite honest, because you really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I hate to be, you know, really graphic, but, you know, you can walk in front of a bus and all of a sudden you're not there. And what is your child going to do? Is all of your inheritance going to go to the child? And then the child could potentially lose their eligibility for uh, Medicaid. You know, that that's a really huge issue. So uh, setting something up so that the money that uh, you have that you wish to give to your child can go into a supplemental needs trust and then protect your child from, uh, from medic, uh, eligibility for Medicaid is, is usually important. You know, I had um, 25 years ago about, <laughs> I had an individual who was in a car accident and received a huge settlement. And uh, the attorney uh, really did not understand uh, different programs through, through Medicaid. And uh, what happened with this child is the money was set aside in a, the, in a trust and the trust specifically said, this money is to pay for their medical costs, which immediately made them ineligible for any Medi Medicaid program. And at the same time, they had these huge medical costs and that million dollars was gone very quickly. Now, if they, that was put into a supplemental needs trust like through WISPAC, the language that we have within our supplemental needs trusts would mean that that million dollars would be available to the, the child for their needs throughout their lifetime and they would still be able to be eligible for the Medicaid. And that's, that's a huge thing. So it sounds like if um, grandmas and grandpas and other people wanna will money to somebody, would you say, if somebody had a special needs trust open, could grandma and grandpa, help, you know, would that be a good place to put that money? That could be a good place to, to put the money. And my recommendation, of course, is to uh, speak to an attorney and uh, to work on getting something set up. We don't set the trusts up. Uh, you would hire an attorney to do that. But the beauty of WISPACT is that Generally, setting up a trust would cost about $2,000. Well, we give a grant to pay for the setup of the trust. So you don't even have to worry about, about that. 
as long as you have, as long as you put into the trust, and I know this may sound like a lot of money, but as long as it's under eighty thousand dollars, <laughs> we are able to pay that uh, that uh, a fee for the attorney for you to set up your your trust sub account. Sure. You know, people. You know, one of the myths I think is out there, and you kind of already addressed this, but maybe we can talk a little bit more about it. Is that people think, oh, if I don't have a lot of money, then I really can't. I can't put it in a trust. Like that's not something for me. How do you how do you talk about that? How do you bust that myth? Well, you know, um, of course, it's really important for you to decide whether it's important to put money into an able account or whether uh, you want to put something into a, a supplemental needs trust. Okay, those are two different uh, uh, tools. And I think that you've probably talked a little bit about ABLE accounts. Okay. Yeah, you could do both, right? But yeah, we've had a podcast on ABLE accounts and that's a really great tool as well. Exactly, exactly. But again, uh, with WISPAC, with the idea that you can actually put $750 in the supplemental needs trust, that's not a whole heck of an awful lot of money. And you can always continue to put money in there. For instance, if it's a, a, a self-funded trust, if you are receiving SSI and you find, oh my gosh, you know, my SSI, it just keeps growing in my bank account. And what am I going to do? You can go ahead and put the money, the funding that you receive from SSI into that supplemental needs trust to make sure that you maintain your eligibility for that and for your Medicaid. So, so one of the benefits of putting that $750 in a WISPACT trust uh, is at, rather than my own savings account is I don't have to worry about it growing or becoming something that affects my Medicaid eligibility. Are there other benefits to investing in a WISPACT account? Mm -hmm. Well, there are a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you have somebody that is, is looking out for you. Um, and making sure that you're, you're making good uh, purchases. Now, we will never, um, you know, we will never say uh, no exclusively to a purchase. I mean, if you have access to be able to make a purchase with the money that's in a, in a sub account. But what we do do is we make sure that the purchase you make is a good purchase and that you are not being taken advantage of. And let me give you an example, okay? When somebody wants to purchase a car using their sub account, they will come to us and say, I wanna purchase a car. My friend is selling a car and he'll sell it to me for $4,000. The first thing that we'll do is we'll do research and find out what the value of the car is. And if the car is only worth 2000 at that point in time, we will say, nope, we're not going to allow you to purchase that car because it's not worth the money that you're paying for if somebody is taking advantage of you. And I think as a parent, you can rest assured that, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that uh, uh, your, your child is not being taken advantage of in that way. You know, I've heard other people talk about WISPAC like this, that um, if you think really hard about your estate, like as a parent and how your will might be distributed if you have assets like that, it might be a better decision to put that money 
in a WISP pact for your son or daughter with developmental disabilities, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't have the need is going to need help managing their money um, rather than willing the money to another son or daughter who you think is going to always have the best interest because they're not always objective, right? Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, one of my very good friends uh, inherited a large, um, well, um, his father put some money away in a trust for him and his twin sister um, is the trustee. And uh, my friend, um, you know, he would like to buy a van, but his trustee said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to allow you to buy a van. Uh, she won't even consider it. And, and you know, when, when you're a family member, a lot of times there is not that objectivity there. But I think with WISPAC, the, the individuals that we have working are trained professionals. And as I said, you know, they're not going to prevent you from purchasing something that you want, but they're going to make sure that the thing that you purchase is something that is of value so that uh, you're not going to be taken advantage of. Yeah, money complicates relationships, right? So why not just take that out of the equation? Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, your, your job actually is not, you know, helping people necessarily in this part of WISPAC that we've been talking about, You have, but you have a special job as yes. a grants coordinator. Can you tell us a little bit about that part of WISPAC and like how I would access that? Okay, so we do have a grant program um, and my job is spending money. You know, I like to say, boy, I got the best job in the world. As a matter of fact, when I first started uh, this position about two years ago, and I would call people up who exhausted the money that they had in their sub account. And I would say, hey, you know, do you have any bills? I'd really like to help you pay some of your bills and take care and help you out financially. And of course, half the people hung up on me because they couldn't believe somebody's actually calling them and saying, well, I really want to help you pay the bills. But guess what? That's what I really wanted to do was help them pay the bills. And so if you have a trust uh, uh, subaccount with WISPAC, um, you are eligible for up to $5,000 a year in grants. Um, there are a couple of different uh, criterias. First of all, the expenditure that you want to make has to be at least 20% of what you have remaining in your subaccount. Okay. So say if you had $100 in your subaccount, you would have to, to um, uh, apply for a grant that was at least $20. Okay. Now, um, what the, the grant program has allowed us to do, and the whole goal of it is to make sure that individuals that our clients are able to live a, a good, meaningful life. Uh, we are able to pay for a lot of different things, uh, cable bills, electric bills. In some situations, we've paid property taxes. Um, there are very few things that we can't pay for. I will tell you some of them. We cannot purchase a car. We cannot purchase alcohol. We cannot purchase cigarettes. We cannot purchase guns with the retained fund grants. Those are four very uh, things that we, you know, we just don't feel that uh, um, those things are, are things that we would want to do with a charitable grant. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, um, I've been able to help people purchase wheelchairs. 
I've been able to help people put roofs on their houses. Um, so even, had, if I, even if I've already spent that, like a lot of that $750, that initial investment, I'm still eligible for this grant. If you, even if you zero out your account, you're still eligible for grants through the retained fund program. $5,000 a year. Wow. That's a huge benefit to being a member of WISPAC. Yeah. Now, not only that, we have a couple of other programs that we've just started in the last year. And one of the things, and Lisa, you and I have known each other for a while, and one of my big things has always been what I call tweeners. And those are individuals with disabilities that have a disability that they need to have a little bit of extra help, but, you know, they're not eligible for family care mm -hmm. or you know, any other program. Right, the long-term support. Yeah, right. So what we've done uh, in the last year and a half is we've started offering a service where we will hire somebody to provide service coordination for you in those instances. And um, what we've been able to do with that, we have had some individuals whose family members have taken advantage of them or who have gotten themselves in really not very good places and uh, to send in a service coordinator and work with them and get them connected and making sure that their bills are taken care of or making sure that they're connected to the services that they need to in order to live a safe life in the community. So so is that is that a service that's only eligible to people who've paid in the $750 or how do I learn more about that? Yeah, that, that is a service that is only available to individuals who have a WISPAC uh, trust sub account. Okay. And we, use, we will use the retained fund to uh, pay for those services. So that's not something that comes out of your, 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 your sub account that you're having to pay for with the money that, that you put in. Sure, sure. Well, lots of benefits. I know I looked at your website and I hope that at the end you'll remind us of what the address is for that website. But really, there people could spend more time just learning more about WISPACT. And there's a lot more services that you provide than just the ones we've talked about today, right? Right. And let me tell you one other service that we started about six months ago. And this is for individuals that may have a home. Okay. Um, a place that they live. Uh, we have uh, contracted with an organization that will go out. They will check up on the home. They will make sure that all of the different maintenance is done with the home so that you wow. can, yeah, yeah. And you know, um, this, this way, uh, you know, a lot of times like, you know, I forget to change my furnace filter, <laughs> you know, as a simple little mm -hmm. thing you think, right? Well, that could have a devastating effect on your on your house. Um, so we do, um, or, you know, if you have a storm and something happens to the roof, does the roof need replacing? Well, you know, until it starts raining inside the house, the roof is leaking, you don't know that yeah. stuff. Well, and is that something that the grant fund could help me with? So let's yeah. say that person comes out and sees that I need a, my furnace updated in some way, and then mm -hmm. I can apply for a grant to help me with the cost? Absolutely. The grant actually will pay for the coal vent for the for the service that we are contracting with. Uh-huh. So that's not anything that again that you have to pay for for that service. Now sure. when we take a look at well, you have to replace the furnace, you're eligible for up to five thousand dollars a year in a grant that we can potentially provide that. Yes. 
Sure, sure. You have that. to apply and yeah. it might not be this year kind of thing. That makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, John, in your years, and I know you haven't been with WISPACT all that long, but I'm sure you've seen the WISPACT and the grant fund make a real difference for people. Do you have any examples of how people really have had, had a really kind of almost a life-changing experience or really the help that they needed in a crisis? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and this, this may sound like a simple little thing, but I had an individual in Northern Wisconsin that is in a very rural area. And um, his sister uh, called me <clears throat> and uh, he could no longer afford to purchase, to, to get his cable service, okay? And what ended up happening is he would spend a lot of time in bars in this small town in Northern Wisconsin because he had no entertainment. He had nothing. Nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he loved sports and he couldn't, you could, you know, if you know, like uh, the um, uh, Barron County area way up there, you know, you're between Superior, Minneapolis and Eau Claire, right in the middle. And uh, um, we paid for his cable and we continued to pay for his cable. And that small $119 a month payment has made a huge difference in his life in regards to him not spending time getting in trouble in the in the local saloon. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes it's really the simple little things. Yeah. Uh, well, and I could see too that for an aging parent, um, mm -hmm. and maybe you can talk a little bit about this too, that you know the things that uh, you do or that you pay for or that you prioritize that will help your son or daughter to continue to have a quality of life, whether it's cable so they can keep watching their favorite show or there's some event that they go to every year wow. that you could actually use a WISPAC to help plan so those things continue to happen after you're not on this earth. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a huge set peace of mind, I think, for a lot of parents to think about, because I think those are the things you worry about is that who's going to remember on her birthday that she likes to do this, or who's going to know that these are his or her favorite things to do, and just having the money available forever to do that through a trust can make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And Lisa, one of the other things that we've just started, we're starting this year in uh, August will be our first, uh, uh, through the retained fund, we are now offering uh, grants to local nonprofit organizations. If you are a Wisconsin-based 501c3, in August, you will be able to apply for grants to help you with some of the work that you do in your local community. Okay, and, so is that something we keep an eye out for, John? Yes, absolutely. Keep an eye out for that. Um, All right, so many great things. I, I learned a lot on today's podcast. So I'm so glad that we connected and had you on today. Where can I find more information? How do I get in contact with either you or Wispatch or both? Well, you can get in contact with Wispatch uh, by going to the website at www. Uh, dot wispat and that's w i s p a c t dot org um, and uh, all of the information is there we also if you're looking at setting up a sub account you want to explore that 
we have a list of attorneys that work with us throughout the state of Wisconsin. So you can go into your county, you can search for an attorney that has experience with elder care um, in, in your county to do that. Um, all of the different individuals at WISPAC's uh, telephone numbers are there. Uh, my direct email address, if you want to get in touch with me, is jshaw, uh, J-S-H-A-W, at wispac.org. And I'm certainly uh, happy to either answer your question or uh, we have a, uh, a marketing individual who also, uh, he'll talk your ear off and, uh, you know, James. So, uh, <laughs> yes, we can find our friends. Our James Geezy and John Shaw at the WISPAC website. I did see your contact information also on the website. So if people are listening to this and they didn't catch John's email, make sure you go to that uh, WISPAC.org, right, John? That is correct. That is correct. Any parting words for our people today? Well, uh, I just think that, uh, you know, it's never too early to plan. And uh, if you're thinking about the future of your child, or even if you're an individual with a disability, think about what is the best way to move forward and plan for your, for your life to make sure you live a, a very well and happy life. Words of wisdom. Thanks so much, John, for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, thank you to our listeners, too. We've been listening to this episode of the ARC Experience podcast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about today's episode, and we'll talk to you next time. Today's episode of the ARC Experience was brought to you by the ARC Wisconsin, the state's oldest advocacy organization for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families. It's funded in part by the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. Our theme music, called Species, is the property of EY5Z and cannot be copied or distributed without permission. It was produced by Eleanor Cheatham, a composer and artist with autism.